This is the Starseed Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Monet Florence Combs. I'm a quantum healer and hypnosis teacher who helps people all over the world discover the galaxy within themselves. Join me on an intergalactic journey as we explore what it means to be human in a world where we are just beginning to understand that we are not alone. Hello, my star children. I hope you're having a great week. It is Halloween on uh, the day I'm recording this. So I am actually <laughs> trying to get this podcast uh, published or at least ready to publish and um, finish packing because tomorrow I'm heading to Joshua Tree for the Business Alchemy Intensive. And uh, I'm excited for that and trying to get it all done because I am not packed. <laughs> I'm maybe halfway there. I'm still got to take my kids trick-or-treating because uh, Halloween is my favorite holiday. So I got to gotta enjoy a little bit. So um, I'll keep my intro a little brief here. But um, I wanted to let you know a little bit about what, what I'm talking about on the podcast today. So um, I had a, a conversation with my coach friend, um, Alana Shram, uh, a couple weeks ago. And we just, we had this really interesting conversation about what healing looks like and how, you know, when we kind of zoom in on a certain area of healing, right? Whether there's so many different modalities that we can use, you know, there's, there's mindset or thought work, there's subconscious work, which is kind of, um, you know, my, my realm, which some of that is, you know, shadow work as well, right? Looking at our, our shadows and, um, being able to learn how to unpack those things and, and learn to love ourselves, our whole selves, right? Um, there's somatic work, which is, you know, the body from a, a body perspective instead of a, a, a mind perspective. Uh, and then, of course, there's spiritual work, energy work. Um, and a lot of your energy workers out there and, and, you know, quantum hypnosis really is energy work. That's, that's really what it all is. And so how, how we can kind of get really narrowly focused on, on one way of healing, right? One approach to heal the whole of ourselves and how that can sometimes land us in a place where maybe another area is out of alignment or that approach doesn't work anymore. And so, um, we, we had a really great conversation about that. So I, I decided to invite her on the, the podcast and, you know, we could talk about it, um, you know, have a, a, a talk about it in a way where you guys could observe that and incorporate that. So that's why I wanted to bring Alana on. Um, there's just a couple other things that, you know, I, I was thinking about that kind of ties into this conversation that I wanted to mention. So 
I've been experimenting a little bit in my own um, hypnosis sessions in my own inner work and, you know, and not, and actually incorporating this into um, QHC now, you know, this, the somatic side of things, right? It's like when we uncover the stored trauma from a past life or another life um, that's impacting us through hypnosis, right? We bring it out into the open and then it's kind of like, what do we do with it? And my, my approach has always been, you know, we, we learn how to feel it. We learn how to process it. Um, but sometimes that's not enough, right? Sometimes there's more to that. Sometimes we can get kind of stuck in this space where we don't know what to do with this unhealed trauma that has come up, you know, galactic trauma even, right? Um, and, you know, it, uh, I think I mentioned this before, it, it took me months and months and months and months to really heal from my very first session that I had. Um, where I learned about what happened in Lyra and re- kind of re-experienced that. That can be really intense. So it's like, how do, how do we, what do we do? And as a healer, like, how do we lead our clients through um, healing from their own sessions when, when trauma comes up, right? Or when something comes up that's been impacting us greatly, but just from under the surface, it hasn't bubbled up enough to where it can be seen until hypnosis brings it out into the light. And so um, one of the things that I've been um, experimenting with is like, learn is somatically being able to release some of that. Uh, Because what we know, and, and this is, it's so full circle for me, really, because like, if you ever listen to my early podcast episodes, um, and you know things about, you know, my health and stuff that I've shared, it's like, a lot of times our, our the problems in our, our physical or emotional body, or our nervous system, are, are there because of the stuck trauma. And it's like, how do we free that up? And it's not always enough to just see it and just witness it. Because um, sometimes that can be re-traumatizing, right? So how do we actually complete that and, and help it to process through? Um, so I've been um, in my own sessions and with my clients at NQHC, I've been experimenting doing that somatically, right? Um, meaning that we we kind of like, when, our, when we have a trauma response, because maybe something traumatic happened, like an attack on our planet, then we... You know, we may, and at the time, we may have um, gone into a freeze or, or even our human self may have gotten into a trauma response, right? Or a flea response or, you know, some sort of response that didn't feel true or in alignment with what we wanted to do at the time. Maybe we wanted to fight. Maybe we wanted to scream. Maybe we wanted to, um, you know, do do something move towards what happened but instead we moved away from it or froze and so um learning how to actually kind of replicate some of those responses and process that trauma in real time even if it happened thousands of years ago on another planet but it's still impacting us right so to me um i'm kind of on the verge of kind of redefining to me at least what it means to be a quantum healer. Um, because 
you know, being able to to do hypnosis. Um, yes, that is healing in itself. But, um, you know, how do we help help the person who is dredging up the stuff that comes through in the session actually um, heal from that and process that out and, and, and return to, or maybe you've never been in this state, right? But that state of balance and homeostasis where we feel safe to be in our body and to have emotions and to, to not be triggered um, by whatever it is that's still kind of haunting us. So that's the short version of some of the stuff that I'm kind of learning about and experiencing and learning how to kind of incorporate into my own practice and, and what I want to teach um, more about too in in QHC and you know maybe I'll have eventually have some other program or something where I where I um, am able to teach more of that I don't know I don't know what that looks like yet <laughs> probably it'll be um, a module that I add to QHC so anybody who you know has taken it before can can relearn some of that so um so yeah you know we're all on this this interesting journey <laughs> together and um I've you know I've been introduced to all these different modalities of healing but never actually been in a place to where we could tie them all together and actually heal the quantum self heal the whole self right and and it's unrealistic to think that we will ever be totally healed right? That's not how things work. <laughs> Nobody is totally healed. Um, but, but to be able to get to a point where we can live and enjoy life and be present and grounded here on this planet to do what we have to do. Or not have to do. What we volunteered to do. What we, <laughs> why, why we wanted to come here in the first place, even if some of us are regretting that decision. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's that's where what I'm um, thinking of. That's what I'm thinking about today, and um, some of what I talk about with Alana. So I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Um, by the time you hear it, I will probably already be in Joshua Tree. So go find me on Instagram and um, follow along. I'm sure I'll be posting in my stories what I'm up to. And um, yeah, enjoy this interview. Oh wait, am I doing? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right hi everybody i have alana schramm here and uh alana and i go way back we've been in different coaching containers and things together and um i wanted to bring alana on the podcast today because we actually we were catching up um a couple weeks ago yeah a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago and um we realized that we've both been kind of on a similar healing trajectory and it's been kind of interesting to see to kind of like reconvene after like a year and and check in and see like what have we both kind of independently discovered about ourselves and about about healing and about um all these different modalities that are out there that we've practiced we've dabbled in we've learned and um kind of how our approaches have have shifted and changed and and opened up in really interesting ways so alana you want to say hi 
Oh, no. She's frozen. What's happening here? We got the yellow bars of death. No. Oh, there we are. Wait, can you, you froze for a second? Oh, red. I'm going to. Yeah, your internet's giving me the red bars. Yeah, I'm going to change to my phone. Um, your 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 podcast is on some kind of like different transmission level where it's like technology is not working. <laughs> this happens okay, to me all me... the time. So. <laughs> oh, does it really? It actually yes. doesn't happen to yeah. me that often. So obviously it's your um, like interdimensional <laughs> something is happening. Yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> okay. Okay, maybe it, took, maybe it takes a second to like um change <laughs> reset. The... <laughs> okay, now we're back after some interference. It's always <laughs> literally Alana on my podcast. I swear to God, <laughs> this happens so much. It's just like, or I'll have a certain. It's like if there's a, a certain entity or two that come on to the podcast or where we like talk it's just everything this happens so yeah they're like we want to hear what's happening on this podcast so we're gonna come in and like interfere and it's like thank you so much but like now we can't have the transmission over yeah now we still gotta get work done here so so alana if you want to say hi and introduce yourself and tell my audience who you are yeah hi i'm alana shram um i'm a coach i work with coaches or anybody who's um, done a lot of mindset work and a lot of self-help work and have kind of been burned by that where it's like, oh, I'm, I can change my thoughts. I can work on myself. And the reason that I'm not getting the results I want is because of me and I'm not working hard enough. And for some of those people, it's like using all of those self-development tools or mindset tools can kind of like perpetuate the sort of trauma response that they have where it's like I'm responsible for my stuff I have to work really hard and it's just like working so hard for something that's that's not like a mind problem it's like there's stuff in my body there's trauma or there's things that need to be released somatically or emotionally mm. and um, we want to kind of stop using the mind so much so yeah that's the work that I do I'm so excited to be here and chat with you and reconnect after this year and it's so interesting <laughs> how we've been so on the same path yes <laughs> and then like reconnecting here yeah 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 so Alana and I we we um <clears throat> we both worked with um went through the life coach school LCS. You guys have heard me talk about LCS before. And so, you know, it's very heavily into this kind of mindset work, thought work, um, being able to kind of like create, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, manifestation light but like without <laughs> without That's so like, what it is. Yes. Yes. Without the, like, maybe you, uh, you know, I don't love this term, but woo woo stuff, you know, it's like there, it, it's, um, you know, attracts a lot of people who are very right brained. Is that the, is that what I'm the right side? You know what I mean? The side where it's like people who yeah. are very kind of like, you know, maybe more type a doctors, you know, professionals, people who are corporate people, you know, that's yeah, kind very of like, mindy, like very, yeah, very cerebral people. Cerebral. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I think the two of us are probably a couple of the weirdos that ended up 
getting <laughs> speak for yourself no. <laughs> into the into that world and uh kind of you know came out the other end with really different and unique I think perspectives on things um I'm um I'll maybe I'll just remind like something that I talked about a gosh, when was I on the podcast a few months back about how, um, I ended up kind of really royally fucking up some aspects of my life because I began because I was kind of taught, you know, we, we have to, we can change our thoughts, our beliefs all the time. And that's what creates our results and, and kind of ended up gaslighting myself into tolerating a lot of situations in my life that I wasn't, um, thrilled about at all. And, um, you know, it's like, there's this, this kind of like amazing aspect where I was able to utilize this more like mind mindset work to help kind of shed all these old beliefs that were keeping me small. Like there's this really positive side where it's like, I'd been, you know, low self-esteem. I'd been, I was a totally different person a few years ago before I, I started, you know, doing all this work. I was very, um, you know, didn't, didn't think I was, I, I, you know, I had all these um, negative beliefs about myself that I'd kind of been indoctrinated, I guess, from the world around me, not from, my, you know, I would have never chose them as defaults, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so being able to kind of shed that and, and be more intentional about like who I am and what I want in my life. That's kind of, that's what I credit to like a lot of the, the path that I'm on right now and being able to choose something that's maybe the road less traveled, but something that I really care about. Um, but on the flip side, you can kind of like use that against yourself um, in other ways. So I was just, maybe you could talk a little bit about your kind of journey with healing and self-development and all these things that all of us are, are on, on this path. Yeah, totally. Um, we learned about in, in one of the coaching containers that we were in about Peter Sage's, um, stages of consciousness. And I found that super Mm. helpful to have a framework. So is it okay to kind of share? Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. And then- I haven't talked about that on the podcast. So oh, I, would, I would love it if you talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's this concept um, from Peter Sage. And it's this idea that there's four stages of consciousness. Um, the first one is by two, sorry, to me consciousness. So mm-hmm. life is happening to me. And that's sort of you know, what we would call in the, you know, self-help world, um, like victim victim mentality so life's happening to me victim (laughs) consciousness like things are happening to me I don't have any control um you know you're just kind of stuck and you can't really do anything about it it's where it's definitely where I started um and then the next stage stage two is by me so life is happening by me so this is this is Mm. a really great place where there's movement where you know you are responsible for the results in your life so you can work really hard you can you know take action you can if you're in mind in the mindset world you can change your thoughts so like I can change my thoughts and my thoughts are going to change how I feel and then how I feel dictates my dictates my actions and then that's what creates my results Um, and so that's really great we start like 
feeling a sense of responsibility and a sense of agency mm-hmm. and some empowerment, um, you know? Yeah, so definitely. Like, like I'm not just, uh, being thrown around by the universe, like without yes. agency or choice in the matter. Totally. It's like, I can put in my will and my intention and things can change from that. Um, so that's a really great place to be. And I think that's, that's, that's where my um, entry into the self-help world began, where it was like, oh, wow, I can change my thoughts and actually changing, being able to change my thoughts and identify that I even had certain thoughts that were creating the results that I didn't want in my life. That was so empowering to, to be able to um, recognize that and start doing something about it. Yeah. Um, and then there was a point where you know, it's like, this is when you're ready for stage three, but there's a point where that just stops working because, you know, it's, it, it like, it goes kind of too far. We start taking responsibility for things that, you know, we can't, we're not responsible for. Right. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, um, um, I don't know if like, if it's like really hot on a certain day, like obvi- that's a pretty <laughs> obvious example of like, that's not your responsibility, yeah. but because we're so conditioned to think in this stage right that oh it's like I have agency I can change my my results by my intention um we start taking responsibility for things so what I found for myself is like and this is sort of where our conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago where we'd um, created all these amazing results in our business like I became fully booked I made my first six figures in my business it was so exciting um and then because I had you know, I didn't have to work so hard anymore because I was like, oh, I've made it. I can just like relax now. All of these like <laughs> stored emotions and all the stored trauma started to surface and it like became like really messed up. I was like, oh my gosh, like what what's happening? Why am I feeling so terrible? I should be feeling amazing. But here I am like kind of falling apart and trying really hard to change change those thoughts and change those like emotions and why why is it not working why can't I change these emotions and it was and it was coming to the realization of oh these aren't things these there's some things that I can't be responsible for in the same way you know it's like there's so okay and this is a good place to introduce like the third level of consciousness which is Mm -hmm. um through me so life is happening through me where it's not just your um you're doing things on your own right it's like you can see that um the second stage is like where hustle lives as well if it's if Mm. I create my results and I'm not getting certain results then that means it's my fault and I have to keep working harder and harder until you know hustle collapse until you burn out (laughs) until you die yeah yeah (laughs) um so being able to understand this life is happening through me where okay it's not just me and my brain it's you know my my emotions are here to give me a message like what's my what's my exhaustion trying to tell me about the way that I'm working or what's my frustration here to tell me so what are my emotions trying to tell me or even like in my trauma response my trauma Mm -hmm. responses like what's this freeze state that I'm experiencing trying to tell me about what my body needs in this moment and like maybe it's not about overriding that and getting to the place I'm trying to get it from my mind as fast as possible like maybe actually taking a break and what feels like letting things collapse you know Mm -hmm. maybe that's 
exactly what I need in this moment to create the safety that is required to start um, processing through and releasing some of these um, emotional and somatic experiences that are happening. Um, so yeah, this is like the place of like learning to connect with your inner voice and learning to understand what your emotions are trying to tell you and creating like embodied safety to kind of be able to interact and communicate with these other parts of ourselves that are just, that are not just our mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'm forgetting the question. Because oh, I'm it's okay. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. I was just listening intently, intently about the. Yeah. Wait, what's the wait? What's the fourth stage? Oh, right, the fourth stage. Yeah, the fourth <laughs> stage is like life is happening as me. So this is like mm -hmm. oneness consciousness. If you've ever had like a psychedelic experience or going into nature and feeling like really connected, or maybe with a partner, or feeling really like. Um, we talk like about, <laughs> this mm. is, this is what we talk about on the podcast all the time is the unity okay. consciousness and like having that experience of. Oh, like, that's unity consciousness. That's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So ahead. no, no, I was just going to say like with that framework, the way that mm -hmm. I help my clients is from stage two to stage three. So they're, they already know that they can create the results, but then it's like, why can't I, why is mindset not working anymore? Oh, it's because you're ready for the next stage, which is maybe you're not meant to be working so hard. And it's like, okay, to allow support from other people or like support even from your own body, even when it looks like your mind is giving up control and things are yeah. falling apart around you. It's like, you're actually ready to like break down the par that paradigm of like, it's all just me by myself and introduce this new paradigm of I can be supported. It doesn't have to be so hard. I, it's not just me alone. I have this like network of beings of people or, you know, experiences in my body, or mm -hmm. I guess even for you, it would be like interdimensional like, beings. Coming yeah. In who are supporting helping. you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. Um, I was wondering, I'd be curious to talk about this kind of also in through the framework of like the masculine and the feminine, you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of what we learned how to do, um, you know, th through coaching and through this, this thought work mindset work, it's like, to me, it's very much masculine. It's like, we, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we make our success. We are responsible for all, you know, we take so much action. We make sure that we're responsible for everything. And, you know, it's like this very, very like when we spend so much time there, just actively, actively, actively trying to create success in a way, or even, you know, whatever it is in our life, it doesn't even have to be in our business. It could be in our, you know, anything in our life and our careers and our, um, with our families, with our, with our romantic relationships, right? It's like, we're always in the in the driver's seat and like we are responsible for everything and all every single result we have in our life mm -hmm. to me that's it's it's been a big journey for me in understanding how I know I personally gravitate it's much more it's easier and safer for me to stay in that very masculine kind of space where it's like we take action and we do and that's how we create everything as opposed to, it's almost like when we, it's being able to like 
allow ourselves to surrender to more of like what we, maybe what our body needs or what our, maybe, well, you know, I think about what's coming through me as opposed to what I'm, I'm doing and making all the time, right? It's more of a receptive flow, um, state of surrender that's more feminine. And, and for some of us, it's like, that's, that feels easier, right? Where it's like, I'm just going to go with the flow and go with the, with the universe and, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, um, you know, we, and I always talk about this in relation to like galactic lineage, which is a whole other, whole other topic that I've talked a lot about, but I'm curious, maybe if you have any thoughts on that about like, you know, if, if, if we all contain this balance that we can harness of masculine and feminine ways of being in the world, what, how does that fit in? Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, well, what comes to mind is like, so in your example, if you're, if you're more comfortable with the masculine side where it's like, I'm going to let my effort and like me doing things is what creates my success. For example, if that's where the comfort zone is yeah. and you're learning how to allow more of like receiving rather than doing, then that then it's actually interesting because if you in that um in that masculine framework, if you're trying to go into more of receiving, then it's it's like the opposite of what your definition of success is, right? So if, if me doing mm-hmm. stuff is what creates my success. And then I'm, I'm being invited to not do and to receive from the masculine point of view. It's like, you mean you're you're asking me to not do that means you're asking me to not have success. So it's actually a really terrifying place to be because it's like in that binary, we're like, well, I can either, um, do and get success or I cannot do and not have success. So it's like, I can rest, right. But I'm going to not have success or I can do, and I can have success and be tired, um, right. And, and, and vice versa. So for the, for the, the, the person who's more interested in like, who feels like, like more comfortable in flow and then is being asked to create more structure, right. Then they're also giving up something, right. Maybe their maybe their binary is like, I can have flow and freedom or mm-hmm. I can have structure and, like, and lose my freedom lose suffocated. my freedom yeah exactly. yeah and it's really it's really interesting because um actually and the, and the thing is like it's also fine right it's also fine to like be with the lack of structure and with the flowing and and it's also fine yeah. to be with the, and like, it's okay to oscillate the between the two and to figure like there's no right. right or wrong right yeah there's no right or wrong I just I love more than um the right or wrong paradigm it's like there's what's helpful and what's not helpful so mm. you know for some people it's like super helpful to just stay there and it's like great stay there stay there for as long as it's helpful maybe that's your whole life that's perfect but then it's like for some of us it's the things that was helpful is like now no longer helpful because we're ready to embody like another way of doing something right. and so for, for those of us that are in that place then it's like moving more towards the center so I'm I'm way over here in the masculine mm and it's not working anymore. Okay. Maybe there's like a way to be a little bit more in the center, but because we're so on the extreme side, it's going to feel like we're way over there where there's no success and no structure and everything's just like, we're doing nothing. 
and it's going to feel like that even if you're like a little like moving just yeah. a little bit towards the center so it's just I've, I've just found it's good to know that that's that that experience of like oh my god everything's like it's I'm it's falling apart is just normal mm-hmm. um and part of the process and doesn't mean that anything's gone wrong yeah yeah totally and and it can be easy to get into this kind of like polarized you know thinking totally. you know yeah. the black and white where it's like okay I'm either one or the other but it's like I think it, the more we can move towards the middle in general, that's, that's always, that moves us away from that, like that polarized way of being where we're, we're, it's all or nothing. It's one or the other. Totally. And yeah. that's what we're all kind of all being invited to do in general. Um, I was, some, a, a term came to mind too, and we were talking, which was how, I'm curious how you think maybe like spiritual bypassing fits into some of the like mindset work too. Oh, I love this question. <laughs> because, yeah. because that's a big problem, you know, mm-hmm. in the spirituality movement um, where, you know, it gives a lot of us in this space a bad rap because it's like people there it, because it happens so much and it's, it's Mm -hmm. become such a a thing (laughs) but it's like but the problem with it 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 doesn't honor our humanity you know so I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are on like maybe using mindset work or this more cerebral work to to kind of spiritual end up bypassing ourselves yeah yeah oh it's so interesting I love this question so much um so one thing that um from like the somatic the somatic world somatics being like the communication that my physiological body is trying to tell me like um like not just I'm hungry but you know there's like oh there's this trigger danger thing over here I'm gonna have this fear response so I can run away yeah um and yeah when we so when we've experienced trauma which trauma just being any it's just the way my body responded to a stimulus. So this, the stimulus that happened was too much, was too overwhelming for, for my nervous system capacity in a moment. And I wasn't able to um, then use up that, that, that energy and that energy move through that. that. Yeah. It gets trapped in the body. Um, and so when we have that stored trauma, there's three ways that are, body adapts with having that like really intense energy in our body and one is like moving towards it right so we might like start doing like super adrenalizing things like not that skydiving is you know inherently like a a trauma response activity but just as an example (laughs) yeah yeah like you might be like oh I I just want to feel like really intense feelings and it's like kind of a way that our body is trying to um get like feel intensity so it can try to resolve it Mm -hmm. um or running away from intense experiences but the third one is is it was really interesting to learn which is that it's it's like spiritual bypassing right so we mm. we we go up into our minds and we're just like now just processing things like super cognitively yeah um and not feeling into our bodies but just you know brains on a stick basically yeah. um and and a a sort of um um other part to that could be um people who are like oh I just gotta you know maybe they're doing like just 
so many psychedelic experience journeys or any kind of journey like hypnosis potentially even right yeah. like where they're just going in and like really experiencing like super intense um emotions and experiences that are beyond their nervous system capacity right. in an attempt to try to resolve it but it's like the the whole problem was that the nervous system didn't have the capacity and it still doesn't and they're still trying to go back with that same capacity to resolve it and it just ends up like feeling really cathartic and right. helpful but really it's just the nervous system getting exhausted um, so that it's not feeling the intensity in the body until it rests. And then it they, then it's like, let me go and have that experience again to exhaust myself again. All this is happening um, subconsciously. But yeah, so to answer your question, like spiritual, spiritual bypassing, right? It's like we can, we can overuse thought work when we have an emotion come up because it actually doesn't feel safe to be with that emotion or that somatic experience. Mm. Um, can also like, it can also be like a place, a way to like create some separation and some distance, which is really, it's, it's, it can be helpful to have that. Um, but I think it's, it's good to know that we're doing that so that, you know, it's like, well, if we really want to resolve the thing, we have to find a way to move towards it in a way that's really safe and where we have capacity so that it doesn't um, overwhelm us and re-traumatize us again. Right. Um, so yeah, like, so in summary, it's totally mm -hmm. fine to do that because that's a way to cope with that intensity. And it's good to know we're doing that so that we're not thinking that that's actually solving it. That's just a, a way of coping. Right. Um, and it's not, and it's great to cope, right? It's great because it's too intense, but it's it's not actually resolving the thing. If we want to resolve the thing, we have to actually move towards it in a, in a way that's safe. Right, right. I'm curious what what that, what does that look like? when we move towards something in us, cause I, 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 try, I, I have a hard time articulating this, but yeah. it's like, we don't, the way I kind of talk about it is like, we don't want to over like override our nervous system yeah, and move towards something in a way that is, that just re-traumatizes us. Totally. So it's like, how do we, how do we check in with ourselves? That's such that an way? amazing question. Oh my gosh. All the great <laughs> questions. Boom. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I think that, you know, and I'm going to speak for um, myself here, because like so many of us, and <laughs> I'm using the royal we maybe, <laughs> <laughs> so many of us, um, you know, it's like, it's actually kind of hard to know that something's too much until it's like, already too late, right? Like, right. Um, you know, it's like, you do something and then you're like, oh yeah, I can totally do this thing. Um, and then it's like, I don't know, for example, I mean, a really simple example, you know, somebody asks you to do something and you're like, oh yeah, sure. I'll do that thing. And then like, it's when you do, then you do that thing and you're like, oh, this is fine. And then you go home and you're like, oh, why did I do that? I really didn't want to do that. Like, I'm yeah. so tired. And that was, why did I, it's like, yeah, I've had that experience so many times because you know, it's hard to tell, like, even when you check in with yourself, it's hard to tell because I didn't have that kind of connection with my body to be able to know until the sensations were so intense, like right. way past the point of um, capacity. And it's only then that I could feel it. So, um, so to answer your question, first, it's about building the capacity to feel what's happening inside our bodies. And and um, 
and and part of the reason that we don't want to go inside our bodies is because it's there's so much intensity that's happening in there it's like very like there's a lot of it's painful it's painful it's intense it's it's overstimulating um and so even to start coming into our bodies the first thing is creating spaces where we feel safe in our bodies so for example in, in the somatic work that i do um a lot of times the first step we do is is create safety to to just go where it feels good so okay mm. you're feeling really anxious in your chest and you're feeling really scared in your belly okay but where doesn't feel like that like where feels okay like neutral or even pleasure pleasurable oh it's like it might just be like oh the corner of my pinky okay cool let's <laughs> let's let's pay attention to that let's feel that and then what happens next and 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 feeling where it feels good um so that's kind of like the piece about coming inside the body first it's like feeling safe to go inside the body and then when we start having an ability to be more inside our bodies and be able to read our bodies um kind of understanding how trauma works the kind of like psychoeducation behind that like I found super helpful is it is it okay to share that yeah absolutely yeah so um so the thing with trauma is it's um well there's a term in the somatic experiencing world it's like the trauma vortex which i i don't love it sounds like really scary like oh my god trauma <laughs> vortex trauma vortex yeah, trauma <laughs> vortex dun, dun, dun. um but yeah it it's like it's kind of like if if you've gone inside your body and the first thing you notice are like all the painful experiences and then it's like somebody's inviting you to feel somewhere that feels good that's actually really challenging or it can be because there's this almost like pull this like river it feels like almost this like you know you're in this current and the current is like trying to take you into the vortex hmm. into like the place where it feels really intense and then when we're there and we start feeling it it becomes like overwhelming and then we like get really exhausted and like get, start feeling really intense um so the way that we kind of work with those sensations and like how do we know if it's too much and is like we spend a lot of time resourcing where it feels safe and where it feels good and then when that feels solid we can sort of move towards what feels intense or what feels a bit painful and then when it starts feeling like oh I'm feeling that pull again and you know, it's like if you're in mm. if you're in a river and you're starting, to, or actually like a, a uh, the ocean is a good example. It's like you know you can be, and then you start feeling, oh, the, I'm being pulled. There's a riptide. I'm like I'm being pulled. Okay, that's the time where you're like, okay, it could be so easy for me to just get pulled. It's like it's so it's so much easier yeah. to just allow that to happen than to like really pull myself out. But it's like that's the moment where you want to pull yourself out, mm. feel good again, right? And then this whole process is showing you that is showing your, you know, your mind, your body, like, okay, I, I'm safe to be with, I'm safe to be inside my body because I'm not going to let myself get like sucked into this trauma vortex. I'm yeah. going to just do it as much as I can. And then as soon as it becomes too much, I like start coming back out and start creating safety. Um, and this is like how we release stored trauma in a really safe way is, we just do it like it's like um with an instant pot right it's like you kind of vent mm. it like slowly yeah, yeah you yeah. just like yanked off the lid with all that pressure I mean 
I don't even know if you ca can do that, but like, let's yeah, say you could, yeah. it would like explode on you, right? Like, yeah, you, it would you explode wouldn't want to. Face off. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I always think about I always have intrusive thoughts when I'm using my instant pot. <laughs> yeah. But that's my problem. No, um, no. um this is this is great because it's it, there's so many things I think, you know, coming kind of to my audience and people who identify as star seeds and some of the common things that we struggle with. Like, I feel like there's, this is such a good conversation because um, I want to speak to a couple of those things, which ties into this is one of them is like feelings. Mm -hmm. Like if, if we approach or looking at things from the lens of like, so this is, this is how I talk, I talk about things a lot in, in, in my podcast and my world is like. Our con, you know, where we are on earth right now in our certain, in this like space of consciousness where we're at, things are very intense. Like we feel them so much more intensely right now. We're in what, what we'd call third density consciousness. We're about to kind of shift into this fourth density, which where things kind of begin to lighten up a little bit. Um, but it things are very dense things are very intense and so if you if you're looking at it from the perspective of like a lot of my people say they came from this you know a civilization maybe that is more you know things are maybe they're more advanced as far as like their um consciousness goes so it's like mm -hmm. things don't feel as fucking intense and crazy as they do on earth emotions mm -hmm. the way the way that um so my my channeling mentor the way she talks about it is like here in third density where we're at on earth right now like emotions feel like a it's like a big um chunky soup or something it's like they're mm -hmm. you got to kind of chew it it's like it doesn't go down smooth it's intense it's a lot it's, there's a lot going on a lot of flavors a lot of, you know whereas like maybe in fourth density or upper first density it's like it might be a nice smooth bisque where it's like, yes, we experience emotions, but they're not as intense. They're not as overwhelming. So if we're looking at it from the viewpoint of if this is our first go about on earth and we're used to being somewhere else that where things aren't so intense and the experience of being in a physical body, the experience of being on this physical plane swimming in the in these emotions and maybe we're more empathic like maybe we're just in, inclined energetically to be a little bit different the way right. we process information it's like we end up it, it really doesn't feel safe to feel our feelings a lot of times or yeah. to to absorb other people's feelings right, right? if we're yeah. if we're not um you know, cause I don't subscribe to the idea that like my feelings are my feelings, your feelings are your feelings. Like we're, there is a, um, a bit of enmeshment there when it comes to our nervous totally. system, right. Totally. And our energy yeah. fields. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what my question is, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts on maybe how we create more safety to even be able to experience the intensity of yeah. being a human. 
Yeah, I love that's that's so that's that's really <laughs> cool. I love that. Thank you for thank you for explaining all the thing. I love the analogy with the soup too. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um. Did you hear that? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> um. There's um. I think the first thing is like just knowing that what you just said, right? Like, oh, there's there's some experience that I'm having that sort of really intense sorry my thing is <laughs> thing is beeping I have to like stop it go for it I can't hear it but <laughs> thank you hopefully that <laughs> can just be edited out yeah um or not uh, yeah I don't real know. life happens <laughs> I don't care too much. I'm trying, trying yeah, to yeah, be so less perfectionistic so. yeah no that's that's perfect it's good it's like yeah we're humans and real life happens and things beep and you know yes. meetings, and that's just how life is um <laughs> but yeah no so the the first thing I would say is like I think what can happen a lot of times is we just experience something and we're like oh my gosh what's wrong with me why can't I do the thing correctly why can't I just yeah. like be normal and like why am I overreacting yeah. and so I think being able to have the compassion of I mean especially if like as you're talking about like for your people what their the experience is it's like I, I'm not even I'm not even used to having a human body I'm not even used yeah, to yeah. Yeah, I've had a different kind of body and now I'm experiencing things that are specific to this body that I so for, for people who don't even have past lives in, in or um, interdimensional, I think everyone has past life, but into like an yeah, interdimensional yeah, yeah. thing where there's no, um, where like it, we've always just had a human body. That's already very complicated and painful, mm -hmm. but especially if you're, if you're just not even used to that type of body, it's like maybe even more so an intense experience. So just the piece of knowing oh, it's normal to have this kind of response is a first step. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think also just having things, under, understanding things through capacity. Um, mm. We just have the capacity that we have. And when that capacity is met, then we just can't do it anymore. And so whatever symptoms we have of or like responses we have to overriding our capacity, which is like getting overwhelmed or shutting down. Um, that's not a, you know, a personality, or like a personal flaw or a failure. That's just like, oh, I'm, my capacity is done. Like if you can yeah. only run, I don't know, an hour and you run an hour and five minutes and then you get like extra tired and your, you know, muscles start falling apart and whatever yeah. things happen yeah. when you run too much. It's not like, oh, there's something, I have this personality flaw where I can't run anymore. It's like, oh no, I just ran, I just ran five minutes more than I can't, like could. And now it's time to right. rest. And then I'll start again tomorrow when I have my capacity renewed. Mm. Um, and knowing that you can increase your capacity can be helpful mm. also, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah. And I think just like having a lot of compassion for yourself doing, doing this work, like, um, I don't know. The, I'm doing this um, dance class and we're doing this choreography and there's like a performance at the end of the year. It's it's really fun. And we were um, we were um, learning a new section and I hadn't like 
gotten the last section yet and so I was still trying to learn that last section and then trying to learn this new section and it was like so overwhelming and I started dissociating and it's like it was so cool to be able to be like oh there's nothing wrong with me for dissociating this is just like there's too much information it's like too like yeah it's just too much and like okay well I'll just learn when I get home or I'll do it another time and I'll I can just enjoy being floaty right now this isn't something wrong with me it's just too much stimulus for the capacity that I have like that's you know that's all good you know maybe I'll do more choreography classes and I'll have more working memory and it'll be fine or like I'll be able to you know do more in the future but it's like right now it's just this is what it is and that's that's okay I can like problem solve around that yeah um but yeah I think we don't know a lot about um culturally we don't have a lot of knowledge or uh compassion understanding about how emotions and physiological sensations work and how to be with them so it's like it's that's not even part of the conversation it's just like oh why are you not like learning your choreography or like why are you not just like getting on with work why are you not whatever right it's like without understanding like oh I I have a capacity I've maxed it out and then that's it right it's like that's all good Yeah. yeah I love that that reminds me a lot of um like the spoon theory are you familiar with spoon oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's right yeah it's like we um you know it's like if I have a certain well, spoon theory is something that um gets talked about a, a lot in like the you know chronic illness communities which I found really helpful to explain to people mm-hmm. about how like for example I have you know, some days I might have three spoons, some days I might have 20 spoons and spoons being the amount of like energy or the amount of capacity that we have to like either cognitively or physically or or whatever it is to like do the thing. And it's okay if that that fluctuates and it's okay that like, that's just part of being a yeah. person. And that like, when we override that and, you know, a lot, like a lot of my people, you know, they tend to overgive or they over, you know, it's like, they right. they want to they they're naturally like we want to be helpful and useful and be you know we have big hearts and it's like sometimes we end up going past our capacity and overriding that and then totally then we end up in the place where it's like okay now <laughs> the flip side of that which is either you know what what is that I, I mean when we when we consistently override our own body signals what does that do to our to ourselves? Yeah, well, I think that one of the obvious ones is like getting burnt out, right? It's like if we're yeah. if we're if you're chronically overgiving, um, it's just really exhausting, right? It's like, oh, I I'm I'm giving to you. It's like there's a focus on the other, and we might not um, ever tend to ourselves or do a very little if if there's any spoons left and maybe there probably there isn't if if we're like giving all of our spoons to the to the other person Mm -hmm. um so it could look like just like having really low energy and like experiencing um not a lot of vitality I know that's like Mm -hmm. I never used that word that feels like such a like an old person (laughs) word like my vitality I don't have my vitality but it's like actually such a good word to describe that like kind of um yeah. you know it's not it's not just like oh i'm tired today yeah. and i'll have a sleep and be okay it's like oh i just don't have like my life force is like yeah that's what like i I'm, usually say life force yeah, yeah that's yeah. maybe better yeah. than like vitality yeah so like your like vitality is lower your like life force is lower um yeah 
there's also like maybe and sometimes um we we don't have access to this because we're so we're so low energy but um we, there might be also like so much like repressed like anger or like resentment or even yeah. rage right it's like because we're yeah. um anger is so helpful it's such a helpful emotion it's like the emotion that tells us that um we don't feel safe or that our needs are not being met yes. it's like a way to like hey like I'm important like let me pay attention to me like I have things that I need yeah. um and if we're not getting our needs met like we might have this like anger um come up to like help us try to 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 get in touch with those um to get in touch with those needs um although if we're if our vitality is super low we might not feel like that anger even because we don't even have the energy for that right right um yeah and then I think just on a day-to-day level kind of like easily easy to get overwhelmed you know like a little bit of stimulus will or like reactivity so I'm reacting in a way that's that feels like kind of disproportionate to what's happening so like somebody said you know whatever your boss says like oh you know maybe like clean up your report or whatever like or there's some typos here and it's like oh my gosh I'm gonna get fired or like oh my gosh they hate response yeah yeah because it's like the nervous system is like so um wired to like hypervigilance or towards like or or on the other on the flip side it's like just completely like the opposite of that like you're bumping into things and you're like not Not kind of aware aware. of the world because you don't have the capacity to um focus on anything um so yeah I'm in that the second one that's that's more of where my nervous (laughs) system likes to go yeah no I'm definitely more in like the first (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to notice. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask is like, um, you know, I kind of mentioned how a lot of, a lot of my people feel like it doesn't feel safe to feel our emotions. Right. Cause they feel so intense. Yeah. But, But the other, the other thing too, that I know a lot of my people experience is, is not, not even feeling safe, having like a body like having a physical body yes. or feeling that disconnect between like almost like our parts are disjointed from us. Like our consciousness yeah. doesn't feel at home in our body or something like that, which I think is, I think my hypothesis of course is a hypothesis, but that it's, you know, it's linked to kind of some of the, those of us who are, you know, we're, earth is something that it might be foreign to us, or we might have even another entity that's connected to us, their consciousness linked with us or something like that, where it's like, we literally, we feel almost a dissociation from our body or it, it, how, how do we learn to create mm-hmm. safety in our body as well? Yeah. Just like to be right. <laughs> so it's interesting. Cause like, as you're talking, I'm like, talk about intergenerational trauma right it's like Mm, we all can carry some amount of intergenerational trauma just like you know from from our histories um but yeah I can't even imagine the intensity of you know you're not even it's like you're coming from a different like species even and right moving into to even that like (laughs) reorganization is is like wild um but yeah I think in terms of like not feeling safe to have a body that's I want to say that that's a really normal totally normal um 
experience to have when what's inside the body is very intense so if mm. if there is trauma right or stored stored um survival energy and that's what trauma is like stored survival energy that hasn't been um processed through or released yeah and going inside the body if, if you've ever been invited like oh feel your feelings or go inside and then you go inside and it's like whoa this like squeezing in my chest is like it's too much or like oh my gosh I'm so nauseated that I'm like I can't be with this or or even like I feel this and I can be with it but it's like it's so exhausting and I leave that session feeling like completely depleted even though I can it's like I'm so mm. depleted yeah. um then yeah of course it's not safe to be in your body right of course of course the experience of like you know it's like you, we can even say yeah it is not safe to feel your feelings because it's so overwhelming that it's almost re-traumatizing mm-hmm. um and I, I know I've had experiences where people where healers have held space for me not being trauma-informed and invited me to experience feelings that were outside of my capacity and that like left me with like sort of PTSD symptoms you know like it's right. it's 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 if you think that um this like stored energy in your body is literally life force right like survival energy it's life force yeah it's the most powerful energy right it's like you think of the moms that lift the their um right you know the cars so they (laughs) save their infants like that's the kind of energy that's stored in there it's so powerful it's so amazing to to release that so we have that at our disposal but while it's not released it's like that's what's you know it's 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 too intense inside the body yeah um and so again how we can start um, feeling safe to be in the body is to show ourselves that yes there is this intensity in the body and that's that's where our focus goes because it's the most intense but showing ourselves that at the same time that there's this intensity there's also places in the body that feel at least neutral Mm. right like where where in my body like coming back again to this exercise of Mm -hmm. okay it feels really bad over here and it's like oh I just want to go there and like I'm just being pulled into that trauma vortex but where in the body feels okay or feels less like that right like it doesn't even have to be perfect right like it feels a little bit less like that right um you know as I'm sitting here I can feel that like my the tips of my fingers feel really tingly in a pleasant way and mm. I can feel like nervousness in parts of my body. And it's like, I can, I can, I can have this experience of the two realities can exist at once, like this unsafety in some places yeah. and this like pleasant, you know, like safety and, and comfort and other, in other places. Um, so developing the capacity to be with both, like, yes, I, I see you pain in my chest and also there's other things happening. There's safe places. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's about creating safety in the body and then about creating safety with emotions it's again about moving towards having a solid foundation of like support and safety like there is a place that i can go to in my body that feels good or it might not even be in my body it might be like okay let's come out of the body and orient into the outside <laughs> world and like oh there's sunshine over there and that feels really nice and there's my beautiful picture on my desk and that feels really nice and then I can move towards what feels a bit intense, just a little, yes, to build my capacity. And as soon as it starts feeling like, oh, it's starting to get a bit intense. Okay, great, perfect. Let's let's come back out into what feels what feels good, so that whenever we're working with what feels intense, 
we know that it's never going to be beyond our capacity. And that is like what allows our capacity to grow. Yeah. Um, That totally makes sense. Yeah. That, that reminds me a lot of, um, kind of some of the, the work that I did. Well, you were around when I was a freaking mess about being like, like so scared to even be myself. Oh, I so remember that. um, Like Mm -hmm. even around like, anybody like whether it be in real life or online right it was like coming um, out of the alien closet was like so so, yeah. so intense and it was yeah. and it was like what the way that I approached that and and for anybody listening right we we're I think all of us who are star seeds we we kind of it's like we want to talk to people about it. We want to be ourselves. We want to show who we are. We want to, we want to, mm-hmm. you know, be seen, right? We right. want to be seen and understood for who who we are and how we experience the world. Um, but the, it can feel so terrifying, right? It's right. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Alana saw me cut, like it's a miracle that I'm even doing this right now because I had to work through so much fucking fear. totally. Totally. <laughs> but it was yeah. like the way I had to do it was just like one teeny, teeny, tiny baby step at a time yes. where it'd be like, okay, I'm always just checking in with myself, getting that inner consent of like, okay, am I yes. like, is it okay? Do Does it feel okay right now to share this one thing or to talk about this one thing or, or to say this one thing, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And if, and for me, what I did, what that helped a lot was checking in with my, my inner child. Like that was my kind of lifeline, right? It was like, I'd check in with little Monet. If she felt like, yes, this feels good, you know, it'd be like, all right, let's take this little teeny tiny little baby step towards being closer to who I truly am. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in being seen for that. Right. And if, and if not, then it's like, all right, we stay, stay where we're at. Right. Until it does feel safe. And it's like we, when we're kind of learning how to be ourselves and be seen, which can feel really, really terrifying. That's just what remi- that's what that reminds me of. It's like almost like building your capacity to be able to be, be yourself in a way that doesn't overblow your nervous system and make you just <laughs> want to run away. Because some people do run away, you know, and it's like, and that's, o- that's okay. But it's like, if we want to be seen, we want to be ourselves, we want to be honest with ourselves and the world, we can also choose that if that feels like that's what we want. Yeah. And it, we can do that without uh, traumatizing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I'm just thinking about like, so, you know, spoiler alert, we all knew you were going to come out and like be yourself <laughs> and it was going to be like amazing. And we're all like, oh my God, like, when's it going to happen? You know, like, but, but how do you just, you know, if you just, brought this moment you know you were who you were before and then you were like okay now I'm gonna do like this is the makeup gonna I'm gonna do and this is how I'm marketing myself and this is what I'm doing like right away it would have been way too much it would have been too scary and you wouldn't have had the capacity to handle it when people are like oh you're being kind of weird and you would have totally collapsed and been like I'm never doing this again. I'm yeah. like, I'm hiding and gone hiding even forever, <laughs> go, but even more in hiding than you were when you started. Right. So it's right. like how you did it is so beautiful because it's so like, um, 
like titrated is the word um, Mm. in the somatic experiencing world where you like you just like a little bit at a time like if you you know in chemistry if you like pour two chemicals together like all at once it's going to explode yeah so you want to just do like a little bit and then pour a little Mm. bit of this one a little bit of that one and it's like slowly mixing and it's like eventually you mix the whole thing but it's like in this very gentle way so nothing explodes um I also really love how you talked about little Monet yeah. And the way that I see how these like two things fit together is like there's there's you know, there's little Monet who needs to be checked in with, but then there's also like this Monet, like yeah. current big Monet, adult Monet. <laughs> yeah. And her ability to feel safe and grounded and you know, it's like if you're checking in with somebody who's like younger and afraid, but you yourself are like, Oh my god, but I'm so afraid and I'm so messed up you can't you can't be with that little one in a in a way that's going to make that little one feel safe so um learning how to take care of like this like adult Monet of like oh well how are you feeling do you feel like you can handle this and then as she feels like more and more capacity then you're like able to connect with little Monet and little Monet is like oh I can see that you are here like you're not afraid like me you know what's going on okay I can trust you yeah I feel safe with you yeah you both yeah. are like moving forward together. Yeah, mm. I, I had a um, a similar experience, obviously not with um, <laughs> the same sorts of things, but um, yeah. just like with my sexuality and like self-expression, yeah. um, like I'm wearing like a bra basically as my <laughs> shirt. Um, and that was like so unsafe, like having, you know, expressing my, like my sexuality or expressing myself in this like kind of sexy way, did, like definitely didn't feel safe. Yeah. And like learning how to do it like a little bit at a time that, you know, when people would like say something, I'd be like, oh, but I, I already have, I, I've already created safety with myself that this is okay. Um, and you yes. like, you build it like slowly until by the time you get there, it's like, oh yeah, this, like the, there is just the tiniest little step from the previous step versus like one like I'm super afraid to like now I'm just wearing a bra in public like it's like that's too big of a step for most of us yeah that's so good um you know it's like yeah creating I love that you said that it's like creating safety within yourself first right because you Mm -hmm. always have to be able to fall back on yourself right because like for example um you know I have (laughs) The thing that I was afraid of, that I was so afraid of, was that of people who were going to have, you know, negative things to say, really, and and not even necessarily strangers, but but family members, you know, friends, people who knew the before, the alien stuff, Monet, and the, the after, you know, it's like <laughs> the alien <laughs> stuff, Monet. Yeah, it's like ASM. Yeah, yeah, it's like they there's. Like I knew at some point that was going, you know, I would be faced with, with some of those realities, which is like the comments or the, the hearing people are talking behind my back or whatever it is, you know, in the family or whatever. Right. And so it's like, if I had just really gone out the gate and just gone with it, that when that happened, it would have been absolutely devastating. And I, because it wouldn't have felt safe myself. Right. And that just is kind of like reaffirming that it's not safe. It's like, oh yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's not safe (laughs) because, you know, um, but it's been really interesting because I, I think that's kind of what I did was I, I went for the safety within self first before I even, 
went out and then like started doing what I, you know, was doing publicly. I started kind of doing it, working with the people who I, and talking to the people who I know would be open to it, or at least not shut me out completely. (laughs) Alana, I think you were like the first, you might've been the first person who I told what happened when I had, um, after I had my hypnosis session, you're like one of the very first people who I told. Oh. I just realized that. What? Oh, <laughs> like I'm so honored. Hypnosis session. I just realized that. And and you didn't, and it was like, that was part of the like telling people who I know wouldn't, you know, be like, you're crazy Ooh. and you need to be locked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm so honored. That's so yeah, I just Thank you. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Um. Yeah, because I think it was like after how we were talking about something and then I was like, and then I was like, hey, guess what <laughs> happened in my hypnosis session? Um, but anyway, that was a Oh, was, wait, you know what? I think like I like remember ago. that. Yeah, because like I, two years ago. Yeah, actually, you know, what? I do remember that because you were like, you're basically just like two years ago. normal, like business coach Monet. Yeah. And then you like, that's right. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're like, cool. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's funny, though. Um, Yeah, God, time flies anyway. But the the um, oh, yeah. But then it was like, so then I, you know, I did start getting those types of comments eventually and those types of things. And it was uh, but it was like it wasn't devastating because I, I had gone at a pace to where I wasn't overblowing my own capacity to like be like hey world this is what I'm doing now right and this is who I am and this is what I care about and you probably don't you know even if it's not something that is quote-unquote normal right yeah no for sure and I is it I just want to say as well like I just like really want to celebrate your knowing and I think this is what's so cool about connecting with ourselves and connecting to the body is you know, when you're trying to figure it out in the mind, it's so like, it's so effortful. It's so hard. And the mind doesn't know all the things, right? It's like the mind can only know what the mind knows, but your body knows can only your body can solve body stuff, right? Your mind can only Mm. solve mind stuff. Your body can only solve body stuff. And there's like this fear of being, you know, I think I remember you talking about it. Like there was this fear of like being annihilated or like, Mm destroyed like it it was so scary to like share something like that right at the time it was like I can't even imagine I'm gonna like something terrible is gonna happen to me and creating safety in yourself like finding okay I'm not gonna do that I'm not so amazing that you were like oh I'm not just gonna force myself through and like make myself share all of who I am and just be vulnerable like that that's not safe right and instead like finding safety in yourself and within yourself your body's wisdom of like the resourcing to find oh who are the people who are safe oh like I can sense that this person is safe and this person is safe and then moving towards that in this like very slow titrated way like just yeah I just really want to celebrate your body's wisdom for leading towards leading you towards like your resources right the people in your in your circle who you could feel safe to do that with that's really cool yeah, I I was lucky to have some really cool people in my circle at the time, yeah. <laughs> including you, who were who were like, oh, <laughs> that's oh yeah, of and course. who listened yeah. really deeply and like really in a really um validating way instead of like a 
<laughs> your insane ways. So. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah. it's a pleasure. I mean, it was a pleasure then. It's a pleasure now. Yeah. Well, I have, um, I have to get off the call in a sec because I have a, a reading to do, but Alana, where can people find you and what, what, how can you help people right now who might want to work with you? Yeah. So, um, you can find the best places, um, on Instagram or on my mailing list. So on Instagram, I'm at alana.shram. Should I spell that out or is it? I'll, you just, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. It's in the show oh notes. Yeah. Um, and then my website is alanashram.com. Um, and yeah, right now I'm, I'm launching this new, like little mini offer, which is just, um, a, a 15 minute session with me. And it can either be the somatic experiencing, which I really recommend to everybody because everybody could learn how to feel more embodied and feel safe. And like, what does it actually feel like to feel good in your body? I really want everyone to experience that. Yeah. But it could also be like mindset or inner voice work or whatever, whatever, all of the modalities that I have. Um, and that's uh, 50 minutes for $111. It'll be on my, it'll be on my stuff when I, <laughs> after this podcast, I'll like put that up. Um, and yeah, join my mailing list, follow me. I'd love to hear from you like this. Um, what I love so much about this work is it's not about like, oh, I have, I have great answers and I'm going to teach them to you. It's like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what's <laughs> correct for you, but your yeah. body, your body knows, your body knows like the different things that you need. And it's yeah. going to, it's, it's going to tell both of us. And we're just creating the space to learn how to feel safe to listen. Um, so you are the expert and, um, and that's really important for me because I know that I've definitely felt like, oh, my coach knows everything and I'm yeah. like, here I am just listening and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so empowering to be like, oh no, like I'm the one who knows all the things. Hell yeah. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Well, thank you, Alana, for being here today. Yes, thank you so much, Rone. This is so fun. Yeah. And um, maybe we'll have you back. Yeah. Please have me back. I'd love that. That'd be so great. Okay. Thanks. Yay. Bye. All right, Renee. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, if you want to go work with Alana, you can um, check the show notes. I've got her website and her Instagram there as well. Um, definitely follow her on Instagram for sure. She's She posts on her feed a lot of really, um, really helpful and compassionate ways to work with your brain and your body and as a human <laughs> trying to navigate this human thing and um, she does it in a really gentle way which I really appreciate and I think you guys will resonate with so um, I'm off to Joshua Tree after I go trick-or-treating and I hope that you guys all have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next week again and I love you all bye-bye Thank you for listening to the Starseed Awakening podcast. If you are ready to become a quantum healer and learn this powerful spiritual technology to take it out into the world and help others, visit my website, thestarseedawakener.com slash QHC to sign up for the next round. See you soon.